and solutions that work best for you. Ask about our exclusive fixed price agreement, one annual fee, unlimited phone calls and meetings. Parker Mellinger, 1811 South Sheridan Avenue, Sheridan. Spring is here, and so is the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Whether you're buying your first home, upgrading to a larger home, or thinking about a remodeling project but need help with financing, our experienced, friendly, and fast mortgage team will show you a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and services to get you started. So this weekend, support our local home builders and attend the home show at the Ramada Plaza. We're committed to making home happen. First Federal Bank and Trust, investing in our community for over 88 years. Member FDIC. Whether you're planting a tree or digging a foundation, contact One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Call two business days before you dig. It's free and required by law. Repairs to utilities can be expensive. Cutting a gas line or electrical line can be deadly. No matter if it's weekend yard work or major construction, call One Call of Wyoming at 1-800-849-2476 or 811. Sponsored by Public Service Commission, Wyoming Association of Broadcasters in this station. This time of year, window chips can crack out easily with the changing temperatures. You hit an unexpected pothole, a window can crack out. We can help. Hi, this is Cindy from Novus Auto Glass. We want to help you save money by getting your chips fixed right away. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. In most cases, we can get you in the same day. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. Have you been thinking about getting a pet? This is Mandy Coltesco with Century 21 BHJ inviting you to take the Which Shelter Pet Should You Adopt quiz. The answer you get will feature an animal that's currently up for adoption at the dog and cat shelter. Take the quiz now and you'll be entered for a chance to win $200 in chamber bucks. Which shelter pet should you adopt? Take the quiz at SheridanMedia.com presented by Mandy Coltiska at Century 21 BHJ Realty. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. And welcome to Public Pulse. Are you looking to break into a career? Maybe you would like to change the course of the career that you're in or find an entirely new one. On April 26, you can see what's out there and maybe the direction you're on by attending the job fair. Now to talk about this, we are joined by academic advisor for Sheridan College, Karen St. Clair and Anthony Fairbanks from the Sheridan VA Healthcare System. Good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Now, uh, Anthony, first, what what is it that you do for the VA? So my official title is the Community Employment Coordinator. It's a fancy title for I work with employers throughout this region, show them the benefits of hiring veterans, get them to committing to do so, and work with them while they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Now, when you sit these employers down, what are some of the advantages that you like to start your your uh, conversation with uh, to hiring a vet? Showing them the pros and cons of how veterans are similar to the existing workforce that we currently have, but also some of the pros that we offer uh, as veterans to the workforce, being able to think on your feet, the communal aspect, the dedication of the job. So generalized 
pros of why veterans are typically really good to hire in your workforce. Pretty loyal if you can get one on your side, aren't they? Absolutely. You treat them right, and they're going to do some great things for you. Absolutely. Now, Karen, how long have you been doing the academic advisor job? I've been doing academic advising now for going on seven years. I've been with the college going on 15 years. Wow. What did you do before you became an advisor? I was the director of workforce and community education. Oh, wow. So this is this is all kind of your wheelhouse. It very much is. Yes. So if I were to ask you, um, you know, before the show, we were talking about how each generation kind of gains a little bit more knowledge than the past one, especially when it comes to certain things. Dealing with why do I work, right? So if I were to ask you if that in, entire environment has changed in, in just the course of, of your time up at the college, what would you say? I, w- I, would, I guess I would say that it's changed somewhat, but it's still, they all still have their driving focus. Yeah. So when I get students coming into my office to sit down and plan their classes, I'm always asking them, what do you want to do with your career? Why have you chosen this major? So that they know and that I know that we plan them appropriately for what they want to do. Instead of instead of looking at it like just going from semester to semester, we're planning out even beyond going to Sheridan College. We're looking at, okay, once you finish at Sheridan College, where do you plan on going? We make sure that they're getting the classes that they need at Sheridan College so that they can continue on somewhere else. So even as they start at Sheridan College, you're planning that next step. We are. Do you, how often do you get kids who get in there and end up kind of being like major changers, major bouncers, oh, you know? That happens quite often. And that it. I guess one of the things I, I really do talk to the students about is that they don't need to schedule their whole life for right now for the rest of their life. Start with start with this career at Sheridan College. Go two years here, go on. But you may find that you have taken a class that you just really connected with the instructor. You might have really connected with the the topic. And all of a sudden now you're starting to think about going in a different direction. And that's okay. Yeah. There's people do that all the time. And very few people start college and complete college with the same goal in mind. You know, years and years ago when I sat down with advisors, and I'm not going to say this was the general rule for everyone, but it's it was a let's get this path planned out, let's stick with it, and, and drive on, right? So it's a straight line. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I have learned, life is not a straight line. Right. It is a zigzag all the way on this journey. You could go here or there. Even just this last time that I was in college, 2016, I was expecting to uh, go into one thing. And then all of a sudden I took a photography class and everything changed. I got to work with film, work in the dark rooms, and I found a new passion. And I absolutely fell in love with photography. And so changed everything again, even at my age. And I was 36 at the time. Um, So it's definitely a zigzag and kind of trying to plan for that can be a little difficult, especially for an advisor, right? Well, it it can, but that's when you really are working with the student. We're just helping them, guide them along their path. They're the ones that are making the decisions, and and we're just helping them find the right paths in terms of what they want to do. And 
And so, so often we get the students that are depending on mom and dad to tell them what to do. Yeah. And then, and then they get to college and they're like, well, mom and dad wanted to become an engineer for an example. You know, I've not liking all the math. I want to do something <laughs> yeah. else. You know, I, I, I'm finding I'm really, you know, into business and I want to, I want to go that direction. And, and so we start to take a look at what they've already completed and how they can meld that into a different path. You know, it's, it's amazing the independence that can be discovered with just a little bit of time away, right? Yeah, that's very true. Right? Now, Anthony, when, when you sit with veterans and you talk to them about career paths and the things that they would like to do, do you see that a lot? Do you see a lot of veterans who just don't know? Yeah, typically uh, the veterans that I tend to work with um, have been in a career for a long time. Either they're physically unable to continue down that path, whether it's somewhere in the trades and their body just isn't holding up, or they want to make a career change. Um, those are the ones that I typically work with that are changing career fields and seeing what's available to them. You know, it's it's I, I don't uh, work outside very often, uh, and, and believe it or not, there are reasons for that. You know, I picked a career that uh, my back could take, because I was a 12 chuck. And uh, engineers in the U.S. Army tend you can you can see an old one by the way that they walk, right? It's it's that bad back through the years. Uh, so I, I actually made a choice. I was like, I'm I'm going to give her a break, and I'm going to go in this direction instead, and just sit in a chair uh, improperly to to injure my back instead. Now, when it when it comes to why you chose your career, why did you choose this, Anthony? You know, that's uh, pretty similar. I was in law enforcement for many years leading up to this physically. It was taking a toll on my body, the night shift, those types of things. Really had an issue with my health. Um, I talked to a few people that knew these types of things, got into this career field because, one, it was available to me, and it's something that I do with a passion. I didn't realize that I did this even when I was working in law enforcement or while in the military. So it was just a passion of mine that I didn't know that there was a job. I swear I have the best job in the VA. Uh, I won't leave this type of employment. I just truly love it. See, that's that's a success story. That's yep. an amazing, and something you didn't even know existed. And the VA said, yeah, we got a spot for you. Yep. That's pretty interesting. Karen, how about you? What, what, why did you choose this career to work with the college? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I guess I want to kind of back it up just a, a little bit to your question. And I talk about this with my students all the time um, when they're not sure what they want to do or that they even want to go to college. Yeah. And I have a master's degree now, but when I got out of high school, there was no way I was going to go to a four-year school. I was so burnt out of school that it was just like... I couldn't imagine spending another four years in school. And you were so, ready for the academics to stop. Right. Yeah. And so I decided to go to a two-year junior college. And even after one semester, I dropped out. And I just, it. I guess I was probably maybe not mature enough to, to continue on at that point. I, I wanted to move home. I was missing home. I I went to school in Madison, Wisconsin, and so it was just very big compared to the little town I grew up in, so it was kind of scary for me. A little overwhelming, and, right? Yes, yeah. very much. And so I moved home, 
took a semester and decided I um, was just going to work. And I was a waitress. And it's like, okay, made some money. That was okay. Didn't want to do that my whole life. And so that next fall, I went back to school, finished my marketing degree from that junior college, got a job, worked some more, went to went to night school to get my bachelor's degree in public administration. While I was doing that, I was I had got a great job in a nonprofit that I was became their director. And then my husband and I moved out to Colorado and decided I wanted to continue on and get my master's at that time. It was like, so I was going from high school to a college, not finishing to coming back to school. That's where I want to really kind of encourage the students that they don't have to have that plan all planned out. You know, it, it happens naturally. You walked so, the zigzag. Very much. But how I got here and doing what I'm doing now is really because I enjoyed working with the students and I enjoyed helping them and guiding them along. And so when the opportunity came for me to be able to work in the advising services office at the college, that became a very nice fit for me. And I think it's perfect because, I mean, you're a living example of, of choices made along that path. Like I said, the zigzag and you can, Tell kids, hey, you can still get where you want to go. Very much. I mean, yeah. it's there's not like a set range of things that we mm-hmm. have to follow here. And so, you know, when my little girl started college, uh, I, I'm very proud. And, and I can say this. <laughs> I think I've said it 50 times. She graduated early. And so we got, her, we got her down to the college pretty quick. And I knew what she settled on would change. That's just who she is. She's going to get in there. She's going to fall in love with something mm-hmm. and it's going to change. And I predicted the future with that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because she changed it. But that kind of thing happens yeah. to a lot of us and probably almost all of us. Uh, things just kind of change around. Now, um, I have heard and this is just a real quick question, but I've heard a lot of business owners and leaders in the community Tell me that the new generation just doesn't want to work. What do you see, Anthony, when it comes to millennials? Because uh, there are some millennials that uh, probably did their time in the service. They're getting out probably right about now. And and some Gen Zers are getting to the point where, you know, maybe they did a four-year stint and they're looking for something new. Are you seeing that? Like they just don't want to work? What are you seeing? Typically, no, I don't see people not wanting to work. I think that the typical re- typical career paths, the typical mindset, or let's say the game of employment has changed significantly in the last generation or two. Gone are the times where somebody works 30, 40, 50 years at one job, and then there's a pension available to them at the end. That, that can't sustain in our current system that we have. Uh, people tend to need to change careers to make higher incomes. People need to explore what's available to them. But also we have a, in my opinion, a much healthier work-life balance now. People are saying that I'm not going to work 60, 80 hours a year or a week to make this. I'm going to find a job where I can do that and sustain my family or whatever their life choice is. You know, after watching my father work as hard as he did, uh, that had an impact on me. 
you know. My dad is nonstop go, go, go. He's, uh, geez, 75, and he's still that way. And so it always kind of intrigues me how I've made decisions in my life based off of watching him, you know, practically kill himself up at the mine. Because he's part of that, that boomer generation where that's what you do. You know, you get that uh, job, that good, sturdy job, and you just stick with it for years. And after dad retired, he went off and did what he wants to do. And that was kind of the way things used to be, isn't it? But things have shifted. Karen, what have you seen from the students? So I, I totally agree with things have shifted. It used to be that they they worked or they lived to work. Now it's that they work to live. Yeah. So they want to they want to have a career. They want to make money so that they can do what they really want to do. Yeah. And that's what I really see with the the students now. Even is that they they have their plans. They know what they long term what they want to be able to do with their life it's just how do they get get there to be able to do that what's the path right what zigzag do i have to walk (laughs) down exactly there's a lot of them out there all right if you're looking to change or find your next career we're going to talk about a big opportunity right after this stay with us this is public pulse on 930 kroe at 103.9 fm Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is receiving these funds for random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and that means it's time to stand up and support children and families at the Light of Hope Breakfast. Help us celebrate this year's Champion for Children, St. Peter's Episcopal Church, and join us for a morning of inspiration, community, and some delicious breakfast. While the breakfast is on us, we ask those in attendance for a contribution to help support Compass's vital work in our community. Let's come together to make a difference in the lives of children and families. Don't wait. Reserve your spot by calling 675-2269 and join us for a morning of hope and inspiration. In an idealized, seductively mythical Vienna of the past, a wise woman of the world is involved with a much younger lover. She is ultimately forced to accept the laws of time, giving him up to a pretty young heiress. Find out how it all unfolds in the Metropolitan Opera's presentation of Strauss's most popular opera, De Rosen Cavalier. 10 a.m. Saturday, April 22nd at Sheridan's Wild Theater. We are so ready for spring, and here's a sign that it's actually on its way. The 2023 Home and Garden Show is happening April 21st through 23rd at the Sheridan Ramada Plaza. Whether it's something new or all of those spring projects, your new dream patio, a whole new kitchen, or maybe a new roof, this show will help you get started. The Home and Garden Show sponsored by the Bighorn Home Builders Association of Sheridan, whose members are committed to promoting the highest standards in the building industry. 
Tax season's greetings from your friends at H&R Block. Whether you choose to file virtually, in person, or via drop-off, let's make it a season worth celebrating. File your way with H&R Block and get upfront, transparent pricing, expert help at every step, and a max refund guarantee that means you'll ring in the season by getting every dollar you deserve. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. See hrblock.com slash guarantees. Hi, this is Barb Hodson with your family-owned H&R Block in Sheridan. Visit us today. This is Aaron Linden, and I wanted to welcome you to Jackalopes Explore, the new video podcast from Sheridan Media. This is unlike any other podcast. We do a deep dive down the jackalope hole on a myriad of topics. UFOs? Yep. Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Local, national, and global politics? You betcha. Social issues and conspiracies? Shah. Join the Jackpack Weekly at SheridanMedia.com under the podcast tab on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whining. This morning, we are joined by the academic advisor for Sheridan College, Karen St. Clair, and Anthony Fairbanks. He kind of does the same thing for veterans out at the Sheridan VA healthcare system. Now, did you know that the average American spends one-third of their life at work Typically, that means approximately 90,000 hours in your lifetime will be spent working. I would say it's best to enjoy what you do in that time. And if you want to make career changes, employers, or, or just find a job in the first place, in less than 10 days, there's going to be a job fair. And and Karen... First, when and where will this be? But then I would like you to to kind of grow off of that because this is the biggest, one of the biggest ones you've ever had, isn't it? It has or is, (laughs) yes. So the career fair is on Wednesday, the 26th of April, and it will take place from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the Golden Dome on the Sheridan College campus. Now, what are they, what's going to be offered down there? Full-time, part-time, all-time? Full-time, part-time, internship opportunities, um, really, you know, visiting with the employers, you'll never know what you might be able to work out with an employer because they are looking for employees. They're ready to interview on the on the spot that day. Um, you know, so really the, the people that want to come down, visit with employers, we've got such a variety of employers that will be available for them to visit with. Do we know, uh, like, what's the number of different employers that are going to actually be in the Dome? So right now we are sitting at 59 employers, and we have run out of tables, so we are full in terms of employers. 59 right. different so employers are going to be down there. We're very excited about that. That is a very nice number. I mean, and this is a pretty diverse group of uh, individuals who are going to go down there offering jobs I mean, geez, from from what to what? So we have from healthcare to engineering to media to um, financial, um, like financial advising and stuff like that. Banking and yeah, and um, I'm trying to think what else we've got. More of the career and tech programs. Or companies that will be there hiring machinists, welders, diesel mechanics. We've got, we even have a, a 
company coming up from Arizona. Oh, wow. Looking to hire mining for their copper mine down there. Wow. So we're we're excited about the the variety of employers that are coming. Absolutely. Uh, it sounds like everyone, you know, from miners to financial advisors can, can get a job up there. Anthony, what are you telling the vets about this uh, uh, job uh, job fair? Well, uh, also, we have uh, military recruiters coming there. So if you are ever curious about uh, joining the military, they will be there. Um, all of the branches up to and including the Space Force will be there. Um but so if you're even considering that, come talk to somebody there. Come talk to a veteran, learn the pros and cons of the military. But some of the veterans that we work with that are going to be attending this, please come. Uh, you never know what's available to you. You never know what career path you can choose. Um, again, myself, I just physically couldn't keep doing my job, so I started talking to people. This is a great place to network, a great place to just come see what's available and have a conversation. What should I bring to this, Karen? If if I was going to head down there with the intent of hoping to either improve my situation or just change my career altogether, what should I take with me? Be great if you could bring your resume. So brush up on the resume, bring copies of that to be able to hand out to employers. If you don't have a resume, at least bring your contact information that you can hand out to employers. And that way it allows them to follow up with you if, you know, if there's something that is a good match. Anthony. And on that, uh, this is a partnership between the Sheridan College, uh, the VA, and also Wyoming Workforce. If you don't have a resume yet, contact the Wyoming Workforce. They were more than happy to help you set up your resume, get that prepped, do some job interview skills, some interview skills leading up to this. And, you know, I know starting a new job is scary. I've done it way too many times in my life. But uh, each time I I did various work and I've done everything from being, you know, a weld inspector, logistics, administration, uh, God, yeah, dealing with bureaucracy. <laughs> There's not much I, I haven't kind of done. I, a little bit of a jack of all trades. But uh, I learned something from all of them, you know, I, and not just the job. I learned something about myself from all of them. And so I know starting a new career can be scary, especially the older we get. You know, we start worrying about the nest egg. But I would say, and and maybe you'll agree with me, it's never too late to take that next step and do something you want to do and not something you have to do. Karen? I would agree with that. You Do what you want in terms of what makes you happy. You only have one life to live, and if you're always doing something that is not enjoyable or something that doesn't follow your passions, that's that's when it's time to really think about something different. Anthony. Yeah. Absolutely. Find the career that you want to do, but also uh, there's going to be places that you can volunteer uh, showing up here. So if you are either retired or you don't have to work or can't work, Please come and look at what's available to spend your time productively and be a volunteer. That's fantastic. I, yeah, so there's going to be volunteer opportunities down there as well. Someone wants to give to their community, maybe time and effort, uh, physical effort or something like that's all they've got to give. Uh, but you never really know what's the first step, right? Who do I talk to? Who, how do I get involved? So this will also op- offer that. 
Yes, all of us will be there, Karen, myself, the Wyoming Workforce Group will be there right at the front door. So if you don't know exactly what you're doing, come talk to us. We will help. We'll introduce you to some of the people that are going to be there. We're more than willing to show you what you need. And Karen, anyone can go to this. Anyone can go to it. This isn't just for students. This isn't just for veterans. That is correct. Anyone can go. We Everyone is welcome. It is free to attend. So we encourage everybody to come out and visit. Meet with the employers, network with the employers. Anthony, what have vets told you about this job fair in the past? Because this is the ninth annual job fair, yes, right? Yes, it is. And, and the VA's been involved in other ones. I do know that. Yes, actually, the career fair that we see today was actually started at the VA as a veteran-only career fair. It started in our auditorium, quickly grew to the partnership it is today. We're almost outgrowing the College Golden Dome in space. Um, it's just a large event. In years past, I've done this, I think this is my sixth year now. Um, every year, we typically get a veteran hired on the spot. Um, there are so many great success stories coming out of the career fair every year. And that's fantastic to hear. Uh, now, I would like to say uh, they they have two individuals uh, come on to this show that uh, are very well qualified, not just in your pos- current positions, but in the paths that you've both taken to get there. Um, you know, you're both kind of the shining example of we now have a job that makes us feel fulfilled and, and you know, obviously probably get paid enough. And, and it, it wasn't the first choice, which is usually how it works out, isn't it? Very much. <laughs> Just like working at a job, you got to work to do what you'd like to do. Karen, one more time. When and where is this going to take place? So it's next Wednesday, April 26th from 11 to 4 in the Golden Dome on Sheridan College campus. You got a dream. You want to work for something and do something new. This is where you're going to find it. Karen, Anthony, thank you both so much for coming in today. I really hope that some lives are changed for the better on April 26th. Thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. After the break, we're going to talk with Sheridan County Emergency Management Coordinator, Jesse Ludekaus. Stay with us. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan Fellowship of Christian Athletes is receiving these funds for random drawing. Could your organization be next? We're giving $1,000 to a qualified nonprofit organization every week. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment. Member FDIC. Champion Funeral Home is dedicated to providing compassionate and personalized service to your families. They provide support personable care, and affordable prices to Sheridan and Johnson County and surrounding areas. Champion Funeral Home has been family-owned and operated since 1911. They will comfort you in your time of need and provide your family with a meaningful tribute to your loved one. Contact Champion Funeral Home at championfh.com or call 674-6369. Are you happy with your employment situation? Or are you thinking it's time to spring forward into a better job than the one you currently have? If so, plan to attend the Career Network Fair Wednesday, April 26th from 11 to 4 in the Sheridan College Golden Dome. 
Employers will be available to discuss various opportunities available and to answer any questions you have. This career fair is sponsored by Sheridan College, the Sheridan VA, and Wyoming Workforce Services. Mandy Koltiska from Century 21 BHJ Realty brings you this pet of the week from the dog and cat shelter. Lilo looks like a pit bull terrier and loves to run around with her furry best friends. Wherever you go, Lilo is sure to follow. Gypsy is a lovely domestic long-haired cat who loves to sing. This charming southern belle will have you wrapped around her paw. Come and see this gorgeous lady today. We're getting ready to tee it up. The grass is greening up and things are happening at Kendrick Golf Course. Kendrick looks to be in great shape, and the clubhouse is prepped and ready for use. While there are a lot of new things happening, rates are still extremely reasonable, making Kendrick Golf Course Sheridan's best golf value. Whether you're an avid golfer or someone just picking up the game, Kendrick is a perfect place for you. Play this season at Kendrick Golf Course. Does your home look like a bomb went off in there? Is Maria, I mean your wife, telling you, come on, we've got to go. This place looks like a disaster. You want to run away, but you can't afford to because of a mortgage or the house looks like it's been through a war. Why your renovation is here to help. Devin will come to your rescue and save you from the impending doom. Why your renovation will make an offer on any home, no matter the condition. And you can walk away victorious. Learn more at whyourrenovation.com or on Facebook. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. Proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. Now, I want you to welcome back to the show, Sheridan County Emergency Management Coordinator, Jesse Ludikaus. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, Now, you uh, were recently on open lines talking about the upcoming flooding. uh, Now, I would say upcoming. What would you say? Yeah, absolutely. The National Weather Service just issued a hydraulic outlook um, last night, so Sunday, and talking about the potential for a major potential for flooding this week. Oh, so this week. That's correct. Now, um, I think I, I actually have this tagged on the end, but we'll just talk about it real quick, briefly, because you were on open lines. That is available on SheridanMedia.com. Uh, but if, if I'm with somebody... Uh, who who had the potential to be f- flooded, w- what should I be doing right now? So uh, the Weather Service in their press release uh, that they sent out, um, they're saying that now is the time to start moving livestock and equipment out of uh, low-lying areas. The warm weather has really primed the mountain. Uh, you know, the deep freeze is now no longer deep freeze, and they're expecting that there could be a potential for rain up on the mountains uh, starting this evening. And so uh, that does take a little time to run down the mountain. And so that's why they're saying take that chance today to remove those items, livestock and things, and and prepare um, your basements and stuff like that for the potential for flooding. Because if it's going to happen, they're saying they're expecting, uh, you know, Tuesday into Wednesday, there could be that potential, especially from the snow melt up on the mountains. You know, Jesse, we've been talking about this. I don't know how long. Uh, I think I've talked to every branch of law enforcement regarding flooding. I've talked to the county. I've talked to the city. And I still feel like this is like now that we're down to zero hour, I feel like there's going to be a mad rush at those sandbags. 
we've we've already put out over 400 tons of sand and over 15,000 sandbags people have come and collected so that's great i'm glad people are heeding that warning i'm hopeful that we don't have the flooding that is we have the potential for um and so but people are taking that very seriously and i do appreciate that and again if you need information you can go to my website or just as easy you can call 211 on your phones and they can let you know where those locations are at that's fantastic now uh, so you're putting a lot of sand out. You're seeing it. You're seeing those mounds kind of wear away. So that's that's a good sign. People are getting the sandbags. Uh, hopefully, someone's just not stealing truckloads of your sand. <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully not. But uh, I, they're getting ready. Uh, you know, uh, folks. If if I was in a flood area, I think I would take at least a couple hours out of my day today. If I had animals, get them moved to higher ground, maybe the field up the hill. I mean, that can take a lot longer than a couple hours. I do realize that. But we can get those sandbags in place today uh, in time for this possible flooding that's going to be coming down the mountain within two days. That's correct. Yep. So uh, you can get those sand and sandbags. Again, this is for residential use only. So, uh, you know... uh, we want people to to go to those sandbag locations. Make sure you're bringing help because it's uh, a shovel and bags, and you're going to have to fill them yourselves. But uh, on that topic too, if anybody is interested and willing on Earth Day, which is this uh, Saturday, uh, we are also going to have a sandbag party. So we have a large group of veterans and other individuals interested. So at the fairgrounds from nine to eleven. We're going to be filling sandbags for maybe people that are not able to do that on their own. So uh, that would be helpful. Anybody that would like to participate in that, we can use the help. And, you know, that's fantastic. A great way to go out there, fill some sandbags. Uh, (laughs) I think you and I have talked Operation Sandbag. I found the orders for it the other day, tucked away in a book. Uh, I literally, me and another E6, led a team. Uh, I think we were in Riverton this time. I've been on a lot of flood details all night long. That's what we did. We just sat out there, had a great time. If you want the truth, we yep. did a lot of laughing out there. Great. Uh, head on out there, folks, give a little bit of time, fill those sandbags for some individuals who may not be able to do so. And, uh, maybe, maybe even in place them for someone that, you know, who can't do it themselves. Now there's uh, a couple opportunities for some classes coming up. Uh, now, first off, let's talk about this derailment because when you told me about this this morning, you're right. This is very timely. Uh, can you tell me what Sheridan's got to do with derailments right now? Yeah. So uh, we just got were approved for a grant for hazard and um, hazardous materials grant, and so through the Office of Homeland Security, and so. I applied for this grant a little over a year ago, and it was just uh, approved. And so the commissioners will be reviewing that for signature uh, tomorrow at their open meeting. So about a year ago, we had a train derailment that most people don't even know about, where uh, outside Arveda, just actually in the Campbell County area, so just outside our our county line, there was a train derailment of about 10 coal cars that <sighs> out in the middle of a field somewhere and uh, it was quite the quite the production, and they did a great job uh, handling it and taking care of it and cleaning it up real fast. So uh, because it was out in the middle of nowhere, most people didn't even know that that had taken place. So shortly after, I did uh, write a grant so that we could do an exercise with our first responders to address and, and prepare for and continue to prepare for 
a train derailment if it was to happen in an area that would be more hazardous or with hazardous materials itself. And so that's what this grant is for so that um, we can do a tabletop exercise that will allow us to better prepare for if something like that was to happen. The chances are very, very, very low that we would have anything like that here in Sheridan County. But if we did, the consequences can be very high. And so we take that seriously. Now, um, there there are reasons why we've seen so many derailments, and I won't get into those. That's We'll say that those are left down to politics. But we're seeing a lot of derailments around the country. Now, if If you were to say what's the most likely emergency event to take place here in Sheridan, how high is a derailment on your list? Um, so we've have derailments when we have them and they're just not in contract, you know, in places that, that aren't, you know, farmlands or things like that, not in the middle of the, of the town. So, um, again, I mean, train derailments happen regularly throughout the country. It's just usually they're coal cars, which is not hazardous material or something along those lines. So, um, yes, I mean, we always have that potential and, and usually the, the train companies usually handle those all by themselves. It's once you're dealing with hazardous materials or fires and things like that, or it happens in, for example, in the middle of Sheridan, then that's when uh, first responders and my office and, and everybody else would be involved in addressing that concern. Ugh. Terrifies me to think about something like that. Uh, I'm glad we've got you around, Jesse. I really am. Um, now, there are some other opportunities for classes for individuals out there who may want to help out when it comes to storms and things like that. Can you tell me about this storm spotter class? This actually sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, so the National Weather Service reached out to me and asked if they could put on a storm spotter class, and so that'll be in Ranchester, uh, and that will be uh, uh, tomorrow. It's from uh, 6 to 8 at the community center there. So uh, we encourage everybody to come that is interested in that. And again, it's two hours. It's completely free. The weather service will come out with some meteorologists. They will come and discuss um, everything that has to do with severe weather so that you can identify if you're looking at a storm, is that just a regular storm or is it have the potential to have a tornado in it or is it a severe thunderstorm or you know, there's ways to see that, hey, there's actually hail that's taking place inside that, that storm cloud. And so they explain all that, how to look for those signs and, and then report that to the National Weather Service so that they can issue warnings if they need to. Wow, this sounds like something, you know, anyone in the agricultural field should attend. I, I, it just sounds fascinating to be able to stand there, look at a, a, a system, a storm system, be able to say, okay, that one's going to cause me some problems. Maybe we should park the car inside today. I mean, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, especially if you're a rancher and you're out in a field and you see the storm coming your way, it might give you some indications of what to do. Um, I think one of the, they do talk about lightning storms specifically, what to do and what not to do. So if you're questioning that, that would be a good opportunity to bring that to the meteorologists. Uh, Corey from the National Weather Service is going to be presenting the class, and he was a storm chaser in college. Oh, where cool. He would chase after tornadoes and stuff like that, and he has some really interesting stories. He's been on um, you know, Discovery Channel and stuff with those storm chaser um, programs and stuff, so he's got some very interesting stories about that. But you know, tips like where people think that 
If you if you're in a thunderstorm, you may want to run to a tree. That's the absolute wrong thing to do. You want to get low to the ground. Uh, the the chances are that if there's a tree in the middle of a field, that the lightning will actually strike the tree, which will cause the tree itself to explode. And a lot of people die that way, not from the actual lightning strike, but because of the shrapnel that comes off of the tree itself. And so those are just examples of things that you'll learn in this class of what to do and what not to do and dispel some of those myths. You know, uh, when I was in the service, uh, especially when we were out on the water, I think 98% of our equipment was aluminum. So one lightning strike miles away would shut down operations. Just boom, done, over. To think that I'm out in the middle of a field, I see that lightning strike, and I'm about to have a very long, wet belly crawl back to the pickup truck. <laughs> it's, just, it's hard reality, but uh, it's the safest conditions. Yeah, that or hang out under a cow. That might work. <laughs> <laughs> if Bessie will let you under there, there you go. Then it's a good spot to hide. Now, it, so we don't have to sign up for this. Anyone can attend uh, one more time. Where and when is that going to ha- take place? So they'll be in Ranchester tomorrow from 6 to 8, and that's going to be at the community center there in Ranchester. Now, uh, shifting gears on us, some folks might remember uh, the exercise that was out at the airport last year. It was big. It was needed. And I've always enjoyed that realistic training. I've always enjoyed that. Um, The state is doing something. Is this going to be bigger than our operation last year? Uh, It's a hundred times bigger. It's, it's, it's statewide. It's not only statewide, but the exercise itself will take place over multiple states, Colorado, Utah, uh, Montana, uh, and, uh, South Dakota, and then actually Texas, I believe and a few other states are going to be involved in this exercise. Jesse, what are we going to be doing? So the state does, well, not the state, but then the, the federal government does a joint exercise with the military and it's to practice integrating, uh, military assets and resources into the state if it was ever needed. So they do these exercises around the country every year. They usually select four different locations uh, to do these exercises. And so this year they selected here in Wyoming as that location. And so um, almost every single county in the state of Wyoming will be involved in that exercise, including Sheridan County. And uh, it's going to be over a week-long period Oh my goodness. in June. That is a massive exercise. What's your role going to be in this? So um, the VA emergency manager is actually going to take lead for the Sheridan County exercise because he is required to do an exercise up at the VA, and it was, it was time for him to do his exercise. So he was kind enough, uh, Gene, to move that exercise to the Vigilant Guard exercise, which is what this is, so that it co- coincides with that. But that's not. We're going to be doing three different exercises here in Sheridan County alone. So we'll be doing the VA exercise, which will be a massive exercise involving all the law enforcement agencies, first responders, and and those kind of um, elements up there at the VA. And um, it'll be a mass casualty exercise, and uh, it'll test uh, our responses up there, and also the hospital's response and exceeding that capacity that way we can use military assets to get people out of the area uh the second uh, exercise will be um using comms degraded communications and so the um local um ham operators will be working to do that 
to work with communicating in Johnson County and then communicating down to the state office in Cheyenne using their capabilities. And then we also have search and rescue that's going to be doing an exercise on another day uh, using uh, helicopters and doing hoist lifts and things like that. Oh, or dopes on ropes. I love it. I <laughs> yes. love it. Uh, yeah, so you'll be seeing a lot of military assets running around that week. So we will actually uh, see these going on. Best thing to do, just kind of step out of the way, right? Yeah, we will definitely have those uh, areas secure during those times. But we'll have more public announcements and stuff like that as we get closer to remind people. Now, uh, when it comes to firing up the National Guard, uh, you know, I served, I was lucky enough to serve under a colonel that when he inherited the battalion, he asked questions. When was the last big battalion exercise we had? Nobody could remember. So we ended up having a massive scale exercise with his entire battalion, which considered, or well, which uh, actually had multiple different units that did these various jobs. And we all had to go out there and do one big job together. It was really successful. It was great to do. Are we going to be firing up our local National Guard unit? to be taking part in this. Yeah, every National Guard unit in the surrounding area and states will be involved in this exercise. So they definitely will be highly involved in, in that. And we've been planning this for over a year. Fantastic. So when we start seeing the troop movements coming around, there's no big conspiracy theory. This is just one big exercise that we need to do every couple of years to make sure we're ready. We're ready to go. Yeah, the idea is just really how to integrate the National Guard and other military assets if we were ever to need them for a major disaster within the state. Which uh, they actually get fired up every now and then to deal with flooding <laughs> and yes. uh, state uh, forest fires. I've, yeah, I've had friends on both those duties. Yeah, and then hurricanes, you know, in the in Florida and things like that. So. You know, that's when the Florida says, hey, we need federal help. These are these exercises that they work beforehand to be able to integrate those federal resources into a state. Yeah. Uh, I went to Katrina with my unit, um, and that was more of a, you know, like a recovery. It was 30 days after New Orleans had been shut down. 30 days in the hot Louisiana sun with uh, no electricity. You could only imagine how that entire city smelled. It was it was <laughs> pretty sure. amazing. Uh, Jesse, I want to thank you for coming on the show this morning. Uh, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure speaking with you, my friend. And folks, I would suggest that you head out there to that Storm Chaser class. I think that'd be a great idea. It's a lot of fun. There you go. It's it, And it's going to be fun on top yeah. of it. And, and you can bring kids, too. So, uh, I mean, reasonable, obviously, like middle school or high school kids, absolutely, and can be involved if they're interested in that science aspect. Absolutely. I never thought of that. That's a great idea. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM. Sheridan.
spring is here, and so is the Bighorn Home Builders Home and Garden Show this weekend at the Ramada Plaza. Whether you're buying your first home, upgrading to a larger home, or thinking about a remodeling project but need help with financing, our experienced, friendly, and fast mortgage team will show you a variety of loan programs, refinancing options, and services to get you started. So this weekend, support our local home builders and attend the home show at the Ramada Plaza. We're committed to making home happen. First Federal Bank and Trust, investing in our community for over 88 years. Member FDIC. Have you been online to the Sheridan Commercial Company Office Supply website? Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. SheridanCommercial.com will allow you to explore and compare prices with other national brands. We offer delivery or in-store pickup. Over 41,000 items are available by going online at SheridanCommercial.com. That's SheridanCommercial.com. Plus, we carry a line of supplies in our store for your everyday needs. The Sheridan Commercial Company, Office Supply Department at 303 Broadway. Open seven days a week. At Legacy Diamond and Gems, they have a wide selection of estate jewelry, including gold, silver, and platinum. With new items arriving weekly, now is the perfect time to stop in. Items include pre-owned Rolex watches, vintage and modern rings, pendants, earrings, and more, all at great values. They're also buyers of gold, silver, and platinum jewelry, paying maximum prices for diamonds and fine gemstones. So hurry in to Legacy Diamond and Gems, where quality and value are always in style. Legacy Diamond and Gems, 11 North Main Street, downtown Sheridan. After this long, hard winter, it's time to get out and enjoy some beautiful spring weather, but make sure your tires are ready, Chris Hayden. Bob, bring your vehicle down to Waring Chevrolet and let us take a look at the condition of your tires. If they need to be replaced, you don't need to wait for a tire sale because we offer all the major brand tire names with the price match guarantee. If you find a better price within 30 days of the purchase, we will refund the difference. Let's get your spring right on the road with new tires from Waring Sheridan Chevrolet. 107 East Alger. Go online and search for Sheridan Chevrolet. It's a black tie affair. The inaugural New Year's Eve gala at the Caliph Shrine in downtown Sheridan. It's not your average New Year's Eve party. Pull out the tux and... Cultural apologist Vody Bauckham reveals how woke doctrine contradicts biblical justice. The religion of anti-racism. The name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming... 